When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, what we all need to know is being brought to us by Morago Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. First thing you need to know is that Andy Kamenetsky is in today for shit on him. Shit on him. And now it's time to hand things off to Lindsay Baseball. Well, Cappy, what you need to know, speaking of Morongo, we are giving you the chance to attend the premier cigar event of the year at Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. So what you need to know is that here is how you can win those tickets. You can call us right now at 877-710-ESPN. That's 877-710-ESPN. And be caller number seven, and you'll win two tickets to Morongo's Smoking Good Times event, hosted by James Worthy and featuring Martini Kings on Sunday, May 21st at 3 o'clock. So that's what you need to know. Wow. Really? That sounds pretty fun. That sounds pretty good. James Worthy. Good. James Worthy is hosting a cigar event. Uh huh. At Morongo. Wow. With Mar- Martini Kings too. James Worthy loves him a cigar. So does Chris Morales. Yes, he does. Shouts out to you, Chris. <laughs> really, the boo likes cigars too. Yes. Oh yeah, he's a like him and Chris bonded. They they have their their Chris's favorite cigar shop in Fullerton is my boyfriend's favorite cigar shop. Oh, mm-hmm. how about that? That's cute. Chris and the and Christian. I was gonna say the boo, but that's his name. So I'm like, oh, CNC. See, now I would go hang out with James Worthy. I'd even deal with the cigar smoke for that. Brian told me one time, like he was in the uh, in the crypt media room, and he was, I don't remember, he was talking with someone or whatever, and all of a sudden he felt James Worthy from behind gives him this hug, you know, just saying like, "What's up?" And he's like, "I don't think I've ever felt safer in my life." <laughs> Than James Worthy giving me a hug, really than being wrapped in the yeah. in the in the safe arms of James Worthy, just being enveloped by the what like six eight glory that is James Worthy. Uh, he was like, I he's like, I don't think I probably like going back to the womb. He had never felt that safe in his life. Like J- James Worthy's a really nice guy on top of being you know obviously a Laker legend and that really cool dude. Sounds like he's got soft hands too. He, I mean, they make you feel safe, if nothing oh. else. Brian would, Brian would have stayed in that hug as long as Worthy would have allowed it. Oh, that's so cute. It really is. That's very sweet. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, there are worse things than getting hugged by a Laker legend. That is not sus at all. Laura just asked me if it was sus. It's not sus. It's no. not sus. It's not hella sus. I mean, if it's like a... I feel like if it's a good hug, you know, you give it a little bit and you bounce. But it's like... You don't want to like just stay there. That is a little sad. No, that's hella love. It's hella love. Plus, also, too, here's the thing. Just saying. Brian is not at the stature of James Worthy. We can all agree. Uh, yeah. So, Most Brian really are. has to wait for James Worthy to, to make the move. Right, to let to go. Because right. right. you don't want to offend James Worthy and mm-hmm. like, okay. make it feel that's like true. you're trying to, you know, free yourself right. from Worthy. That's yeah, you true. never want to have that uncomfortable moment where you're like, it's awkward. And you're like, James, get off of me. <laughs> <laughs> that's know? true. That's true. <laughs> Most Seriously, people, worthy man. enough, man. Yeah, enough, on. enough with you already. I mean, most people are also not his stature, you know. Right, exactly. Saying. That's facts. That's right. What you need to know brought to us by Morongo Casino Resort and Spot. Good times. Listen, 90 minutes from wherever you are. Did we get caller number seven already? Did that happen? 
Yes, I am about to get their information. I put them right. on hold. All right, fantastic. All right, so Andy, let me let me say this. I, I think we should reset where we started today because it's going to lead us to some new information. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, so first things first. Obviously, we all understand Lakers lost mm-hmm. last night, come home for game six on Friday night. I think most people kind of thought it would go this way, that after winning game four that they would that the warriors would go home they'd start hitting shots they'd get some performances from guys that maybe they weren't expecting it from like 20 from Draymond and you know what they would win at home and then the lakers would come home and wrap this whole thing up yeah absolutely sure, sure hope that's the way it goes right hope that's the way it goes but last night once ad took an elbow to the head and when he's sitting on the bench and then he gets wheelchaired off the floor the reaction to that moment uh, has been a, a national controversy today. It started with Charles Barkley, Shaquille O'Neal, and Kenny Smith last night on TNT. Listen carefully as Kenny's trying to say something, and then Charles and Shaq start dying laughing. And then listen carefully because Kenny says he's trying to fix his chair, and Charles says that he's, uh, he's making wheelchair motions these guys had a lot of fun at 80s expense last night go ahead and play this laura uh woozy trying to get off the floor and uh we will see what his status is for game six of this series kenny yeah well i wasn't expecting honestly you know i wasn't game five six whatever it is the lakers to win tonight because both teams lakers and golden state they've been inconsistent all year they haven't been able to string together games that you go this is a game they should win this is how they should get it done so you know game six these guys man. <laughs> I, I, I know what they're laughing about I, 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 I think i do too but what are you laughing about you know what they're laughing i'm laughing at chuck <laughs> <laughs> i know what they're laughing at you understand Shaq is over there crumbling up paper that's why i was laughing <laughs> That's not what I'm I'm loving the Chuck Curry. Tell the truth. They understand. Come on, man. Stop it, man. Stop it. Ernie, wait, don't let us go there. If we go there, it'll never stop. It'll never stop. Ernie, we need to go to that next game quickly. No, we don't. Oh, man. I'm laughing at Chuck. Tell me, give me your takeaway from the game, Chuckster. Uh, There's nothing points in the first half. You're not kidding. What are you doing? I'm sitting fixing my seat. I'm fixing my seat. What is kidding? I'm fixing my seat. What? I did not do that. You're fixing your seat. I did not do that. <laughs> my seat. Man, guys, come on now. Oh, come on, man. I mean, hey, Andy, even even Ernie Johnson tried to give him a chance. What are you guys saying? Again, I will go back to what I said earlier in the show. If that's how they feel. That AD is soft, that you know this wasn't enough of a hit that should have taken him off the court, much less created the idea that maybe he had a concussion or you know required a wheelchair to get him to a place where he can get checked out. You know, they don't really have the knowledge to know for sure whether or not that's the case, but if that's how they feel, fine. But it is ironic that they are all laughing to let you know how soft they think AD is, yet they don't have the stones to actually just come out and say it. Mm. Kind of ironic. Mm. In the meantime, these guys are sitting there laughing at him like, man, if I were playing in the playoffs and somebody hit me in the head with an elbow that looked like that, uh, not only would I have got myself back into the game, 
but I know I'm not being taken off the floor in some wheelchair. Is he for real? Like, these guys laughed at him last night. Openly mocking him. Yeah. And then this morning, Stephen A. went on first take, and Stephen A. went off laughing at Anthony Davis. Here, listen. Damn it, I'll be damned if I were laughing. The, the, the th- I'm like, concussion? C- concussion? I, I thought the NFL season was over. You understand? Now, I understand that concussions can happen in other sports, boxing, UFC. And I mean, if the collision is fierce enough, I guess it could happen in basketball, too. But damn, we, I ain't seen nothing yesterday that made me say concussion. I, concussion? Now, I don't know if it's true or not. Did, did the wheelchair get him to the locker room? I'm not sure. Is, it, is that true, yes, Jake? Yes, that's that why, is, that's that's why they were dying. A wheelchair? Report, a yeah. wheelchair? Really? Really? That's where we are? It, it, listen, if you are LeBron James, this has got to be. Listen, my, my, I, I hope Anthony Davis. I, I got to actually sit here and say this. I hope Anthony Davis is okay. See, that's where it is. Really? I got to really say Look, man, we got to stop. We just got to stop it, man. He's got to stop. It's the playoffs, man. Yeah, it's the playoffs, man. Can't be taking an elbow to the head and be wheelchaired off the floor. It's the playoffs. Get in there. What are you doing? That it's Anthony Davis specifically is what makes this become a controversy, a talking point, you know, a focus of mockery for Stephen A., for Shaq, for Barkley. It's because these guys whether they will come out and say it or not, they think AD is soft. And they have thought it for a while. And they barely hit it before, but they're really not hiding it now. No, they're not. Uh, What they think is he's a top five talent in the NBA, but you know what he doesn't really have? He doesn't have the heart of a true champion to fight through these kinds of things. I mean, that's what they're saying about the guy. Oh, absolutely. And that, that is what they're saying. It is 100% what they're saying. And right. again, they people have talked all the time about how like there are other players in the league who get injured a lot and don't get like singled out the way Anthony Davis does. That they don't get the street clothes label that AD does. And some of it I think is like Context is different. For example, like Kawhi Leonard. Yes, he is hurt all the time. Most recently in these playoffs, which eventually derailed the Clippers. But Kawhi, when he's healthy, has accomplished certain things that never let you doubt what he's capable of if he's healthy. I mean, he's a two-time finals MVP. He is one of the best wing defenders of the last 30 years he can be unstoppable offensively like nobody ever doubts whether or not Kawhi Leonard is up for the moment it's just his body you know with some of these other guys that are hurt all the time you can tell they don't question them as people as competitors they question Anthony Davis as a competitor no doubt they're they're really what they're saying is um, that little hit on the head Cause that guy to leave the game and then leave the floor in a wheelchair because he's got the body and he's got the game, but he doesn't have the heart. That's what they're saying. But it's interesting that Charles Barkley and Shaq and everybody laughed at Anthony Davis. Stephen A. had his fun this morning, too. But it's amazing that Draymond, of all people, is coming to AD's defense 
You'll hear that next. AK in for Shidano. Shidano. This is Shidano and Cap on 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. (laughs) I'm officially offended by Morales saying that I jammed this in my Camaro at SC when this song was a hit. Like, how old old does he think I am? Well, how old is the song? It was 80... I was not in college in the 80s. No, it was 1991. It was 91? I thought you said 86. No, it's 91. Okay, well, I was in college. I was not there jamming. There you go. That's what I thought. Did you have I a was, Camaro? I, did, I never had a Camaro. I don't think I could have pulled off a Camaro. But you, you wish you did, right? I was going to ask that. <laughs> well, there was another... Yeah, there, girl, there was, he's hesitating. I saw the face. There, but there was another level of a Camaro, which was even cooler back then. Wasn't it called a Z28? Yeah. I mean, that was like yep. Camaro on steroids. I, You know what it is? I don't think I really wanted a Camaro mm. as much as I just wanted to be that guy, guy. that everybody assumed drove a Camaro. Mm-hmm. My dad had a Z28. Like, he, he, yeah. was, he was in, like, a CB radio group thing, like, mm-hmm. whatever. And his nickname was C28. He was on the lookout Z28. for Smokies? Uh, yeah. Breaker, Breaker 1-9. Breaker, Breaker 1-9. Can I my, get a radio check Z28? Looking for a radio check Z28. He, he still, has, he still has a CB radio. Yes, he loves that thing. Like, oh my god, I did too. I does he still mine. communicate with yes, people? Yes, a hundred percent. Like he still has a big antenna at the house and all that other stuff. Oh my god, I got to come over and break hang a breaker. What's your forty? Can your mo- can your mom make what? What does she make that's so good? She makes those. I mean, uh, she makes birria. She made chile rellenos the no, other no, day. No, 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 not the birria. Okay, and not the albondigas. Okay. Um, she makes tamales. Oh, she makes tamales. tamales. Did he eat albondigas? Yes, he did. That's right. Okay, yeah. I just wanted to make but sure. He knows how to say it correctly, but he chooses to say no, albondigas. Here's, here, here's what yeah. happened. Here's what happened. I one time was reading something live on the radio, and the, it was the word was was albondigas, mm-hmm. but I did not know the word. So I said albodangas because I, I pronounced it like I was like kind of pronounced the whole thing. On, this is live on the air. Yeah, 100%. And, and I've literally never heard the end of it from people for years. No. I will well, Just the other day, true story, Friday at Solita, a guy came up to me and, and high-fived me and said albodangas. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you, I will give you some degree of slack on that. Like mm-hmm. live different language mm-hmm. that that's a tough putt that's yeah. tough yeah so uh andy let me play for you just to get us back on track here we were talking about how stephen a smith had his laugh at ad 
how Chuck and Shaq and Kenny all ridiculed AD, how Laker fans are offended. They're even saying in the circle of trust that all the Lakers should boycott the TNT postgame show and not grant them any interviews. Hmm. Okay. But Draymond Green comes to the defense of Anthony Davis. Laura, what are we about to listen to here? Cool audio. Cool audio. That's what we're about to listen to, people. That's what we're about to listen to. All right, let's hear what Draymond had to say. One small hit to the head can change everything in your life. Every time you step out on the basketball court, the football field, on the ice, on the pitch, you're risking your life because one injury can change everything. You know, we saw not this past World Cup, but the World Cup before Neymar have an injury to his back that was a couple of centimeters away from paralyzing him. The smallest hit to the wrong part of the head can change your life. So Draymond, I mean, the the complete opposite of Chuck and Shaq. Ain't low laughing matter. This could mess AD up for real. No, I mean, there is some truth to that. I I think also, though, athletes... Like as much as, you know, they all think they got more heart than the next guy and, you know, they they all think they're tougher than the next guy. I think if you are an athlete that's playing, for the most part, you have a certain amount of respect, like towards the the idea of somebody else being injured. You know what I mean? Like or, I, I, or or maybe maybe uh just maybe here what he's doing. Is he saying, um, hey, I do everything opposite Charles Barkley does. So I'm not laughing about this. I'm taking it real serious. Oh, and by the way, I'm putting it in AD's ear. Hey, maybe something's really wrong with you, man. Like one little hit to the head. Maybe something's really wrong with you. So maybe you shouldn't play in game six. Or even if you do, maybe you shouldn't be full strength in game six. I don't know. Is he playing some mental games? I had not thought about that before. It's interesting. Dang, Cappy, I didn't either. No, I that, mean, he definitely exaggerates quite a bit. I mean, you do. Draymond is the one that typically stirs the pot. Seeing him stir it in the opposite direction, that's interesting. <laughs> Cappy. Yeah. I love that. You like that thought? It's well, just an because, idea. I'm serious because when I think I you're heard giving Draymond way too much credit. I do not think that that guy is that smart. No offense I mean, to him. But the thing is, like, when <laughs> like I, we, I'm sure not, none taken. <laughs> right. right. But the thing no is, no offense. Like, I just don't think he's very right. smart. I'm not, I'm not really just that, that bright, frankly. He's, he just doesn't strike me. You, everyone knows his personality, his persona, and he just doesn't strike me as somebody who's really going to go like all in on like the mind games like that. I just don't. I just don't True. Oh, he's so. a mind games guy. Draymond actually is a mind. Not like that. Here's my thing. When I heard the audio and I was like, yo, I think it's it's cool audio. And I didn't want to like preference it before playing it. That's I was like, it's cool audio. Just listen to it. But I didn't take that angle. I was just like, oh, he's really he's concerned and and he's right. Like we don't know. We're not doctors. Right. Anything, any little blow to the head can cause some type of damage. And we're not doctors. So we're like, whatever. But I didn't. I honestly, to Lindsay's point, I didn't give him that much credit. But then Cappy's out here stirring the pot. I'm like, let's be serious. We all know that Draymond is still angling to become a Laker next year because him and LeBron are best buds and he wants to play for the Lakers next year. All I'm saying is, Mm. is that uh, likely with Anthony Davis. Mm. Right. Exactly. If AD sitting around right now and his head is hurting, he got a headache right now and he hears Draymond. He's like, yeah, man, this isn't funny. Okay. Chuck, Shaq, Stephen A. This isn't funny, man. Okay. Something could be majorly wrong here. You know, and, and listen, I may not even know the effects of this for a while. 
Draymond's right. And then all of a sudden, you know, Draymond's in his head and AD's starting to worry. Like, oh my God, maybe something's wrong with me. I don't okay, really know. Okay, definitely I can't... take it too far now, Kevin. Okay, it's too far now. <laughs> yeah. too far. I mean, do you think, are you, are you thinking now like AD is on the precipice of pulling himself out of game six, even though he's medically cleared? <laughs> he, hey, Draymond's got me worried. I don't know. Something could be really wrong here. Anthony Davis <laughs> announces his retirement tomorrow. I see your point, Lindsay. I got I'm you. Go, I'm going with the whole <laughs> the contract angle, but you know, it's just all me. Right. Well, let me tell you guys what I think Anthony Davis now needs to do. Anthony Davis needs to come back and play in game six. And Anthony Davis needs to go. I can't believe I'm about to use this phrase. You ready for this, Andy? Yeah. He needs to go cheat code. Ooh. Anthony Davis needs to come out tomorrow night like on fire with anger. Because Anthony Davis knows they're not just laughing at me getting elbowed in the head and and not being able to finish the game. They're totally questioning my heart. They're pretty much saying that they were much tougher than me and I don't have the heart to come back and play. Yeah, he's got the body and yeah, he's got the game. But the fact is, he doesn't have the toughness to get back out there. And then they all laughed at him with this whole wheelchair thing. Anthony Davis, A.K., needs to go cheat code tomorrow night. Okay, two things. First of all, just seeing from Anthony Slater, who covers the Warriors for The Athletic, notable news, Andrew Wiggins is listed as questionable for Game 6 with a left coastal cartilage fracture. That's an area of the rib cage. So that's interesting, something to keep an eye on. For sure. For this Game 6, Wiggins is a really important part of what they do well how about what he did last night i mean if it wasn't for wiggins scoring 25 points how different is that game oh his work on the glass i mean he he's a good defender like he is a really big part of what they do but what you're talking about cappy you know with that attitude the way anthony davis should come out in this game this is a statement opportunity for him like the way he comes out because everybody is going to be watching like Everybody is going to be watching this game six, knowing how roundly mocked Anthony Davis has been. And however AD plays in game six, it is going to be read into. It's going to be dissected. Like it's, it is going to be overanalyzed to death. So right, the, right. AD has the opportunity to completely flip this narrative. Because if he comes out with one of these 35-point, 15-rebound, four-block games and helps close out this series... Right, legend. Yeah, he can just... if He can just... His post-game comment could just be double middle fingers. Like, Mm -hmm. just say that. Double middle fingers, walk off the podium. Yeah, I mean, at that point, you're like, how y'all like me now? Yeah. Put, Put some respect on my name. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? I mean, these are the kind of cool things that I would say if I were Anthony Davis, in that circumstance. But in all seriousness, he comes out and has some monster game. He sticks it to Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal. You guys question my heart? You guys question my ability to close this thing out? I did it. On the other hand, let's say he comes out and he has a bad game. Scores 12 points. Lakers lose. Got to go back for Game 7. You talk about the criticism or the ridicule that he's received. They'll be all over him. You know what the worst part is for Anthony Davis, if we're all being honest about this? Let's be honest. He could come out, have a 40-point, 20-rebound, 
10 assists, triple-double with six blocks. The Lakers blow out the Warriors to close out this series. AD, clearly the best player on the floor. One bad game against either Phoenix or Denver in the next round, this whole thing starts all back over. Like, this is the hamster wheel that Anthony Davis exists on. And, like, it's going to be like this for Anthony Davis, likely until he is a finals MVP for this team. Like, that's just the way it's going to exist. Yeah. Well, hey, look, you uh, you want to play for the Lakers? You want to win championships? You want to be, uh, you know, right next to LeBron James? Uh, this is what life is like when you're a superstar and you've been hurt a lot. And, uh, and people have seen you perform the way we have this season, where you remind everybody how great of a player you really were, both on the offensive end and the defensive end. And then last night happens, and, and you can't finish, and everybody's just waiting for you to get hurt, and then they laugh at you? Bro, you got to come out tomorrow night. you got to stick it to these guys. Look, man, for a lot of people, like not Laker fans, but for a lot of people who either cover the NBA or NBA fans – Kobe had to win a fourth championship to win a first. Do you understand what I mean? Because he needed to win one without Shaq to make a lot of people accept him as a true championship elite player. And it was ridiculous. Like the idea that Kobe was just along for the ride for that three-peat with Shaq was absurd. But my point being, if Kobe is going to have to go through that you know, on the way to championship four and five, after everything he had done for championships one through three, then yeah, Anthony Davis is going to go through that ringer too. All right. Hey, listen, it's time for big deal or no deal. You ready to go? Yeah. Lindsay Baseball, how about you? You ready to roll? I'm always ready to roll, Cappy. Oh, I know you are. Laura, you ready for big deal or no deal? Let's go. Let's do it next here on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Vote taken away. Don't you guys remember that? Yeah. I just feel like, um, I mean, Who all everybody talked about was Jokic, Embiid, and Giannis. I mean, those are the only three names that people were talking about. Yeah, but I mean, last year there was someone like Jalen or somebody like, I forget who it was, but somebody made a similar mistake and everyone's like, oh, they should have their ballot, they should have their vote taken away, they should never be allowed to vote again. No, I, 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 Mark Jackson should be able to vote. This is not this is not like a, the equivalent, I guess, of a fireable offense right, when it comes to right. voting. Like, no, he should not lose It's a his, simple mistake. Like, look, look, even if he thought those five guys were more deserving than Jokic, like you are entitled to have a bad opinion. Like if he chose <laughs> if he chose five guys who have no business being in the MVP race at all, 
maybe that's the point where where you yank his voting privileges. Like he is entitled to think if he actually did that Nikola Jokic was not one of the five worthiest candidates for MVP. I think it's a bad opinion. I think most people think it's a bad opinion, but you are actually allowed a bad opinion before you lose your privileges. I understand that. Of course you do, Cappy. I understand what happened to your bad opinion. <laughs> it took you a little time, didn't it, Andy? It took you a couple seconds, didn't it? <laughs> All right, told you, I told one. you there's a delay, Andy, a little delay, 15 seconds. Uh, speaking of uh, the NBA, current ESPN analyst and 15-year NBA veteran J.J. Redick interviewed for the Toronto Raptors vacant head coaching role yesterday. Redick, who is 38, spent 15 seasons in the NBA after being selected as the 11th overall pick in 2006. At this time, it's unclear whether or not Redick has advanced to the second round of interviews with the team. So is this a big deal or no deal, Andy? I think it's a big deal because I think I think he could at least be in consideration, but if nothing else, it's J.J. Redick letting you know that he is interested in coaching which, A, I think he could be a good coach. It seems like he's fostered a lot of really good relationships around the league. I often think the guys that were good players but not all-stars, all-NBAs, they often make the best coaches because they can relate to everybody. It also lets you know that J.J. Reddick could be bowing out of the podcasting game, which is great news for somebody like me that has to compete with his podcast Mm -hmm. because it does monster numbers. So if Toronto, if you're listening, hire this man. (laughs) I need him him out of my competitive circle. Now, what would you do, Andy, if you got both him and Pat McAfee out of the podcasting game within like one fell swoop? Oh, dare to dream. Dare to dream. (laughs) Seriously, some NFL team out there, hire McAfee. He'd be a great coach. Well, ESPN is supposedly like in talks to hire him and – I think if he had his own TV show, who knows if he'd have time to do the podcast. No, he'll do know? the podcast. Th- that podcast for him. All, all you have to do, if ESPN hires him, I'm guessing, all that's going to happen is he's going to be doing the exact same show, but just on ESPN, and there will be a podcast element to it. Like That's not enough, Lindsay. They, somebody needs to hire okay. McAfee to do something else. <laughs> okay. Cappy, what do you think? Um, I think I forgot about what the original big deal is. J.J. Reddick. J.J. Reddick. Yeah. Um, so JJ Reddick, I'm glad you brought me back to that. So when you ask the question, is it a big deal or no deal that he's being, you know, considered as a head coaching candidate for the Toronto Raptors? I wonder if what you mean is here's a guy who's never coached. Doesn't mean he hasn't been coached. Obviously, a guy had a fifteen year NBA career, was an all time great shooter, um, and has a lot of strong opinions about basketball and he's been keeping himself close to it. Is it a big deal that a guy who's never coached would get a job? No, we've seen that before. I mean, look what just happened in Brooklyn last year, right? I mean, they hire a guy who's never coached before, and then a year later, he's not the coach anymore. I like when guys um, don't have a lot of experience, but they were really good players, and they were smart players. I like when, when guys get those opportunities. But I wonder what would happen when Stephen A. finds out that a guy like J.J. Redick gets a, gets a head coaching job, and he's never coached before. He'll lose his mind. Yeah, but he, he played, and I feel like I mean, I feel like that's, to me, that's kind of like the the big deal, I guess, that like players these days, you know, it just seems like the NBA culture has gone a lot younger and you're seeing less and less of like, you know, the Popovich type guys and even like Buttonholzer type guys and more like, you know, younger former players that are are still kind of like in, ingrained, I guess, in, in the NBA world. Can you imagine Stephen A's reaction if J.J. Redick gets this job and as a first-time head coach 
may miss a game because of a concussion, Stephen A will lose his mind. I mean, he, he'll have an entire first take devoted to J.J. Redick and his concussion. Well, I mean, I remember when uh, John Lynch got the general manager's job of the 49ers. Stephen A was so offended by that. How dare they give him this job? He has never worked in a front office. He's never, he's never had to do any of these things. There are so many more qualified guys, blah, blah, blah. But J.J.'s his boy. That's true. You know? So I wonder if he'll have that reaction. That, that now I'm just true. rooting for it just because I like the drama of it all. I think it'd be cool to see him get it. Again, I, so I want him out of the podcast space. <laughs> you got next, another big deal or no Next deal? up is Bill Simmons. You're next, buddy. <laughs> Hire <laughs> him, too. All right, one last one. Mm. Priyanka Chopra Jonas appeared on the Jennifer Hudson show and took the opportunity to recount the time that her now husband, Nick Jonas, watched her win the Miss World pageant back in 2000. At the time, of course, Jonas was a mere seven years old. Chopra Jones said that she was 18 at the time that she won Miss World, and her now mother-in-law said that she vividly remembers seeing her win while watching the pageant with seven-year-old Nick as he prepared for a Broadway show. So I thought this was kind of weird, and want to know what you guys think. Is this a big deal or no deal? So Nick Jonas is married to a woman who is 11 years older than him? Is that what you're Correct. saying? Yes. Which and, that part is not that big of a deal, but I feel like the other part's a little creepy almost. And is, is is Priyanka Chopra, because I've never heard of her, I've had to Google her, yeah, is, she, she, um, is she like related to Deepak Chopra? I don't think so. Oh. Um, she's she's kind of like a an at model slash actress slash pageant queen. Well, she's pretty pageant darn good looking. Turned, I can yeah, tell you that. Yeah, she's gorgeous. Yeah, she's she like really a, a pageant queen turned actress. I would I would call her. So is it a big deal that little Nick was sitting there as a seven year old child and remembers watching Priyanka Chopra win that Miss Universe competition? Is that is that a big deal? Yes, and that they're now married. Here's what would be the big hmm. deal to me. Hmm. If she remembered him as the seven-year-old, <laughs> like that's when it becomes really, really weird. Like her being remembered by him, little Jonas remembering her. I don't think that's that odd. Like, because then the age gap sort of everybody evolves appropriately. Mm-hmm. Her remembering him as a little kid, and then eventually becoming romantically involved. That's just sort of weird. I got to be point. honest. Great point. I mean, I am looking at the two of them right now. She, I mean, you can tell she's 11 years older than him. I, I, I know, and I get it. And now it's fine. I just feel like her, her telling that story, maybe she should have kept it to herself because I feel like it's a little weird. Like, it's borderline weird. That's if why I ever, I If guys. I ever run into them at a Laker game, if I run into these two at a Laker game, I'm going to be like this just for the goof of it all. I'm going to be like, hey, how you guys doing? Nice to meet you. I'll be like, oh, is this your son? That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, I'm sorry. no, no, don't do that. Is this your okay, son you're wrong. making no, out with? that's wrong. Oh, my God. Y'all both. <laughs> I have a buddy of mine, and he's like, I don't know, like, call it 55. And his wife is like 32. So every time I see the two of them, I'm like, oh, it's so nice. Look, you brought your daughter. What a, that's just wonderful. That's Again, just so nice. Like, know them. The, yeah, and the age difference isn't what's so weird because a lot of people marry people like twice their age or even more. It's just the fact that like he was like, still like a child a a child a very young child child being like oh look she's so pretty on tv and then they got married someday i don't know do we know whether or not she at any point 
traded out her previous partner for a younger model in the, in the Jonas Club. No oh my goodness. I have no idea. Well, no, I mean, two can I play at this game. There's no reason the ladies can't engage in I'm this. Not, look, listen, I'm with Lindsay on this. Like, I definitely think whoever you want to date is fine. Obviously, be of age and all that other stuff. We're not, you know. But... No, like I get it. Like seven years old, as she's saying it, I'm like, okay, yeah, that is kind of weird. Because at but, first but, I was with the boys, but then it's like he's seven, he's a child. I have, yeah. a, I have a seven year old niece. Yeah, like, but he's a seven year old little boy, and he's watching TV, and there's this beautiful woman, and she wins, and she's, you know, she stands out, and he remembers her cool. name, and then he grows up, and he meets her, and they they get into a romantic relationship, and he tells her, he goes, and he's Here's like, the I was seven, I was a I seven year old kid, <laughs> and I remember watching you win Miss Universe, and I remember thinking about myself one day i'm gonna marry her cool like here's the thing cap i get it like in retrospect like Lindsay said again as the story is coming coming back i'm like okay that makes sense like it shouldn't be that weird because they're both now two older consenting adults yes we get that but like Lindsay said oh that's cute babe that's cute keep it to yourself girl you don't gotta yeah, broadcast yeah. it to the world it's more so you know like her saying? telling the story back on tv like it's just kind of like a weird like head scratching i don't know yeah Again, yeah. it's most weird if she knew him. That's true. Such, Which that we don't know true. that. We, we don't know yeah, if she I'm, did or didn't. You know? I'm just like, saying this right now. If she knew him that's weird. at seven, that's this woman's weird. a freak show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying it right now. <laughs> yep. I well mean, said. he's pretty famous. And by the time they met, like, you know, he was extremely famous. So you can't tell me at no point she knew who the Jonas Brothers were. Because when they got famous, he definitely was not of age. Mm-hmm. When, did, when did he, when she meet him? When he was like eleven or twelve years no, old? I'm just oh, saying, no, like, when, I don't know when they met, but I'm saying the Jonas Brothers became famous, like worldwide famous. They were when young he boys. was like twelve years old. Oh, so she had to hmm. know who he was at that point, right? Oh. This just very, keeps getting weirder now. For okay, me. you know what? <laughs> the whole story is getting more bizarre. I'm not going to be Shaq or like Barkley. <laughs> not say what I'm thinking. I think all four of us disapprove of this relationship. Yes, let's just all four do. Let's just say it. It's bad. Just let's just say if it were if the roles were reversed and it were a guy and the girl were. The- Buddy Holly, by the way. Um, yesterday we found out Buddy Holly was the name of the dog that won the Westminster Dog Show. Oh. Did you know that, Andy? I did not know. What kind of breed? Lindsay, do you recall? Um, it was a breed that I've never heard of before. P something. B. It was like a, a Pekingese something. I, don't, I forget. The abbreviation was, lo- was funky, too. It looked kind of like a little, um, what's it called? Like a mountain dog, kind of. Well, um, yesterday what happened is, uh, Andy, I was telling Lindsay and Laura how cute this dog was. You know, usually those dogs that win the Westminster Dog Show, they're kind of like, um, they don't look like regular pet dogs you know what right. I mean? they, they kind of look like outrageously bred dogs you know well they are he's a petite basset griffon vendine right ah yes that. you know that breed of course you do andy I'm no idea right what the hell that is but i was saying that it looked like a kind of cute dog like the kind of dog that if you saw your neighbor walking around on the street you would walk up there and go hello doggy hello oh hello oh, oh hello can I, can I pet you hello can i give you some love little doggy you know like you would do that right and uh that, uh, that reaction that I just had, Andy, seemed to create quite a stir. went viral, as a matter of fact. I don't know if you know that or not. Trended on Twitter. You know, that dog wouldn't give you the time of day now that it's a winner. Yeah, right. That dog would absolutely show you the back of the hand. You know, mm-hmm. It's be like, forget it, pal. Swerve. Right. Although you could, it, maybe if you busted out all your Mandy's. Maybe. Like, let let you know, you know, like, game recognizes game, award winner recognizes award winner. Right. When the dog gives me the paw, <laughs> I tell him, check out my three Mandy's, pal. 
Exactly. Check them out, buddy. Oh, this is a cute dog, actually. So, um, Andy, before we get to dealer's choice, we've all focused in on Anthony Davis. What happened, the aftermath, the ridicule, uh, what we hope for AD tomorrow, what he comes out and could possibly do, etc. But I think that, and you mentioned it earlier, you know, now there's a report surfacing from the Golden State Warriors side of things, and this has flown a little under the radar here late this evening, but if if Andrew Wiggins can't go, or if he's not right, you're taking 20-plus points in last night's game, 25 points. You're taking 25 points out of that lineup. That is a monster story brewing. Yeah, and he's also their most... He's their most versatile defender other than Draymond Green. Like, Andrew Wiggins is somebody they can put in a lot of different matchups. He's their best attacker. Um, he's somebody that they've actually been using to try to mess up some of Anthony Davis's like defensive alignments, things like that. Like, this is, this is a really big deal for them. And also, too, the Warriors, as much as they won Game 5 and as much as we know they've been through the wars together, all that stuff, the reality is... Their roster has not been performing great in this playoffs and, you know, top to bottom has not been great in this series. And you can see you can see that Steve Kerr does not trust a lot of guys on this roster. Wiggins is one of the few that he does. So, yeah, this is a massive deal if he can't play or if he's clearly limited. Yeah. And on the other side, of course, if Anthony Davis is good, I mean, if he's fine, like, hey, all right, I got hit in the head. It kind of got me woozy. I couldn't feel I didn't feel good, but I'm back. I'm good. Anthony Davis got to come out tomorrow night, and he has got to put a an all-time cheat code beat down on the Warriors, win this series, wrap it up, and stick it to all the critics who are literally laughing at the guy and questioning his heart. Again, this is a massive opportunity for Anthony Davis to make a statement and shut everybody up until the next time they go at Anthony Davis because it's predictable they will. All right, AK, it's been a great afternoon. I really appreciate you filling in today for Shidano. Shidano. It is time for Dealer's Choice. Now, Dealer's Choice, as you know, having co-hosted this show before, is kind of just what's on your mind tonight. Now, do you have anything that you'd like to talk about here today on Dealer's Choice? I I do. Okay, I I thought you were going to be presenting something, so I'm going to give you the stage. Please do. Okay, I'm going to tell you two things on my mind. Number one, Lindsay Baseball, are you impressed that I have gone an entire broadcast today on a day where the NFL Network and, and the NFL is celebrating the launch of the schedule, and I have not talked NFL schedule not one time all night? I'm a little surprised, not going to lie. But I mean, yeah. I just feel like, you know, I, the right... The Rams take a uh, backseat to the Lakers in the NBA playoffs right now. I would agree. But, I mean, can I just ask you guys, did you see the opening game, Chiefs versus Lions? I mean, is that not a shocker to everybody? Like, the Chiefs, we get it. But the Lions? Maybe they wanted to give them, like, an, uh, an easy one, or so they thought. I don't know. Jared Goff, that's not enough star power for you on the Detroit side? It, it, I, as a football meathead, I love this stuff. I mean, Detroit was a team that was kind of clawing towards a playoff spot. They're they're probably considered a team that's on the on the upswing. They've got an entertaining coach. Last time, I mean, the Mahomes Goff matchup at the Coliseum was one of the all time great regular season games in the history of the league. So I can come up with storylines, but the Lions against the Super Bowl champs on opening night, a team that didn't make the playoffs. Um, well, they were on the verge. 
They're on the cusp of making the playoffs. I mean, they, they are considered a riser, and, and I will say this. They are a team that can be entertaining even when they lose, and they can often put up points. So maybe they're a team that you want, like, for a shootout, like, or, you know, that can maybe keep up at least for a little while with the Chiefs. Maybe mm. that's the rationale. I don't know, man. I like uh, I like Monday Night Football Week 1, Jets and Bills. I mean, now that Aaron Rodgers is on the Jets, we're going to be seeing a lot of the Jets. So, I mean, I, I really didn't get into the schedule today. I didn't get into it. So, I'm, I'm, I'm even surprised, you know? So, um, but Andy, here's something else I wanted to talk about during Dealer's Choice. Today is May 11th. Any significance in your life, May 11th? There is a significance, but it's only because I'm a movie geek, and this is my all-time favorite movie. Okay. In Goodfellas, mm-hmm. do you know the movie well? Of course. Okay. You remember when Henry Hill has his downward spiral, mm-hmm. and he eventually ends up getting arrested? There's that one long day, mm-hmm. and it's got like the musical montage, and he's right. got his brother stirring the sauce. Right. Clapping, trying, playing. Try, yeah, trying to drop off the guns. Right. And then the babysitter has to go get her hat because she won't fly without her hat. Her lucky hat. She will right. not fly without her hat. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden he goes outside, guns drawn. There's tons of police. Right. Helicopters overhead, the whole deal. That day was May 11th, 1980. May 11, 1980 is when Goodfellas came out? No, that that day is p- depicted in Goodfellas. That oh. montage I just described yeah. is May 11th, 1980. Oh my God, so, hilarious. Yeah, so whenever it's May 11th, I always know that's the scene in Goodfellas because it's my all-time favorite movie. Oh man, me too. Do you know what else May 11th is? Tell me. You know in Back to the Future when they set the clock back mm-hmm. from 1985 or whatever it is? To 1980, whatever year it is, it was May 11th. No, I'm just kidding. It's not. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to sound like I knew some kind of like fun movie culture (laughs) like Andy did. Carry on, (laughs) Kevin. I don't. But here's here's the deal for me, Andy. You ready? When when we get off the air today, being National Eat What You Want Day, I said to my son, because today is his 23rd birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah. I said, you know, whatever you want to do, man, let's go do it. My father's birthday today, 75 years old. Wow. And my son's birthday today, 23 years old. Cappy's pappy and Cappy's son. I can't believe it, man. I mean, I'm looking at this guy. He's 23 years old. I'm going, how did that happen? So where are you guys going to go eat? He says he wants sushi tonight. Ooh. So we're going to go do some sushi. That sounds good, man. That sounds So the three of you are going to go? I would say me, my son, I would say uh, his best buddy, my daughter, maybe Rachel, maybe. Ooh. Okay, well, I mean, th- this, is a, this is a nice consolation prize when you can't get her in tomorrow's game with a media credential. I know. I mean, I mean just brutal. I got to hey king somebody myself, you know? But, yeah, birthday dinner tonight. Dad 75, son 23. That's how you know when you kind of, and I don't mean getting old, just like, wow, kid is 23 years old. No. How did that happen it, so fast? It does make you feel old, and it does feel like it, my, my daughter's 12. It feels crazy that she's 12 years old, but like the time really does go fast. Like does that, that particular part of aging, watching your kids age, that goes fast. Yeah. Well, hey, listen, we're back tomorrow. Sedano is back tomorrow. We will have a shortened show because we're going to lead right up into the Lakers and the Warriors, and hopefully the Lakers will be getting this thing done. Who knows what we're going to be talking about? Like, What will the storyline be? How will it develop between where we leave you right now and what happens by the time we see you tomorrow afternoon? Make sure you're here at 4 o'clock. Bet LA with Anita Marks is next. Thank you, AK. Great job, baseball. Great job, Queen. We're back tomorrow, everybody. Peace out.